This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money and Nam Vaughn of Pacific Private Money. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate during the way this show. Also, stay tuned because we're going to have a special giveaway mm. you'll hear during the show. Uh, the certificates are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Uh, today's trivia theme is, uh, again, just uh, general trivia. And our special guest is real estate investors lawyer Jeff Lerman, who is not only a real estate investor lawyer, but he's also a real estate investor. Jeff, welcome to The Best of Investing. And tell us, what is the hottest topic nowadays? Well, thank you, first of all, for having me. It's always good seeing you guys. Uh, The hottest topic right now, considering the weather, uh, this has been obviously one of the wettest winters we've had in my in my recent memory uh and so it's the uh impact that it's having on on on, on property owners homeowners especially uh, but it could be any kind of property owner well yeah it's been in the paper the one house had a mudslide in yeah. Sausalito right, and I'm sure right. it's all over the place yeah. so Villa, the flooding go ahead and whenever it happens it is really important to deal with it quickly because if you don't you got the potential of mold so we've had a lot of interest in that topic lately and so i thought it might be good for your listeners for us to talk about a little bit break it down and explain to them what they need to know if unfortunately they find themselves in that position so jeff um you know one aspect of that would be like construction defect law which is really you know a house that is i guess 10 years old or newer, but uh, like for my uh, example that I just had, uh, my wife and I uh, recently uh, uh, purchased a home in Tiburon and with, we didn't know that it was leaking until these, these past rains and we've got all this weather coming in and the humidity inside the home is high and there's this we had trouble leasing it because of high uh, humidity contents and just so the, the, it is stuff that you know you can you know purchase a home and not know that these things well, actually you, you exist. just change the uh, just change it to uh, how would you like to live in the tropics <laughs> you know? when did you buy how long has it been since you uh, bought it well it was it was last summer so this is the first winter. The first winter it's been through, wow. and it leaks like a sieve. And I'm up there trying to patch the thing myself and not finding it's hard so to find out where the water enters. So you'll be our case study. That's right. <laughs> we seriously, we can talk it through yeah. uh, uh, because, you know, that's how it starts. You know, yep. somebody says, okay, this is a problem. As a matter of fact, just before, literally uh, two hours before I uh, came here, I got a text from uh, one of my clients who said, we've got water intrusion, we got black mold, the guy is here right now, the repair guy is right here, what should I tell him? Should I tell him to uh, start uh, dealing with the black mold and and get rid of it, or I haven't yet called my insurance company, what should I do? Mm And I said, well, let's talk about it. We're going to be talking at right after right after the show. So, wow. yeah, I mean, it's it's something that is 
happening a lot. I mean, what do you do with, let's say, uh, someone who's a landlord, uh, tenant calls, says there's a leak, and it's like, okay, I'll get to it as soon as I can. A, you generally, while it's raining, you don't fix leaks. But the other part is, all these guys are so busy, you know, you do your best to get somebody, and it may take a, an extra week. How, how do you avoid th- that kind of a pitfall? Well, first of all, going back to the, the mold issue, yeah. uh, that is a very important factor that has to be discussed immediately because it does not take long for a water intrusion problem to create mold. At our own home, uh, six months ago, October, uh, we... It was it wasn't a leak from the rain. I came down at in, at six o'clock in the morning, and we have a we have a InstaHot water filter. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. mm-hmm. And for some reason, the hose came off, and I came down, and uh, there was water gushing from mm-hmm. under our sink like a water fountain. And I don't know when it started, but I saw it at six o'clock. And I called a uh, a water, a moisture. Uh, first, of all, first of all, I called the plumber, and then we stopped it. But there was already water there. And yeah. the next thing I did is I called a guy to come in to check for mold, and then I called the, uh, the insurance company, and then moisture remediation and all that. And there was already mold that had, yeah, already like, mold. Like, like within 10 hours or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. it, can, it can start that soon, and then wow. the, it just all So goes. it activates really fast. Yeah. And especially if you're a landlord, yeah. you have uh, issues with your tenant. If the tenant has mm-hmm. uh, children or oh, yeah. if they're elderly, those are the people who are most heavily affected. All wow. right, guys, we're going to cut to a commercial break. Here is our first trivia question. Uh, okay. Let's say, Doug, if you know the answer, don't say anything until we get back. Name at least one of three yellow properties on a standard Monopoly board. That's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190. For the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that tanning certificate. Our next question, we're going to be giving away some really cool tickets to a business symposium that you're putting on. So for this one, though, here's our trivia question again. Name at least one of three yellow properties on a standard Monopoly board. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing is going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Uh, first trivia question was name at least one of three yellow properties on a standard monopoly board. Jeff, you knew at least one of them. Which one was that? Go ahead. You can say it now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Marvin Gardens. <laughs> Martin Gardens. <laughs> and Nam? With a V, right? Yeah. Something. Ventnor. Ventnor. That's right. The other one's Atlantic Avenue. All right. I want to make a quick mention here for Set Sail Above Aboard, the schooner Frida B for an ecology-themed tour of the Marin Headlands. Uh, they go all the way out to Point Bonita Lighthouse, and uh, they'll also check out frequent wildlife sightings and then return for a brunch at one of Sausalito's many delicious restaurants. Check them out at SF Ben. 
sfbayventures.com. Very, very cool on the bay. Um, so our guest is Jeff Lerman. And Jeff, what, are the, what do we want to talk about? What's the four first things you want well, to do? Well, I think we, since, Mark, if you don't mind being the guinea pig no, here, not at all. since you brought up something that's actually going on, I think it might be helpful for the listeners if we just pretend you just walked into my office and we're sitting down and talking about it. And this is, you know, have the conversation that we would normally have. Right. And I, I bought this house and, um, you know, there was no disclosures that the roof leaked. And we just went through this really rainy and windy. So if there is any leak in your roof and anybody who had a roof leak that may not have even known about it before, probably knew about it this past few weeks. And so um, lots of leaks, a lot of humidity. There's carpeting in there. And there's now a concern of you start to smell things that kind of, you know, people walk in there and go, it's smells like mold in here. Sure. So you're, and and this is a property that you're renting out. Well, we were trying to rent it out. In fact, one tenant who was a prospective renter walked in there, sniffed the air, turned around and walked away. Yeah. Yeah, No way. The mold is, if, if they're, if the mold is present enough so that you can, so that a layperson can smell it, yeah. it's, you know, there, there's an issue. Well, this person wasn't a layperson. This person was leaving the house that they were having worked on because it leaked and there was a mold present. Yeah. So she oh. had a certain susceptibility to mold and she right. kind of knew the the hallmarks and telltale right. signs and she could tell when she walked in. Mm-hmm. I thought she was crazy, but, <laughs> but yeah. uh, that was the case. So, well, so the first, the first of step that anybody has to do is what we're doing right now. You should talk to a lawyer. Yeah. You should do that first because, again, water intrusion issues are unique in that they uh, have uh, time-sensitive things that if you the longer you wait the more damage you could end up doing right but in your situation that you already said the second thing which i would say let's pull out the transfer disclosure statement that is mandatory in all sales residential property sales to see what if anything the seller did disclose about about water leaks and in your situation you said you already did that good for you and um they didn't. They did not disclose. So mm-hmm. the next thing to do is to bring in an expert to determine the cause, source of the leak, mm-hmm. and also give at least a preliminary opinion, not the opinion that an expert witness uh, mm-hmm. would give, but at least a preliminary opinion as to is this the kind of leak? Is this the kind of situation that? looks like it just happened or is this look like something that has happened before because uh, they can they can tell right. most mm-hmm. most of these contractors can tell they can look at the has something been painted over is there other are there any indications about that they've done things in the past to fix it it's a, how, how old is the how old is the home 30s 30 okay. years old yeah so it would be unusual if, in, if this is the first time in 30 years or, or at least in the in the last right turn 20 that it happened so that's because you need to you need to determine if you do have any claim against the uh, the seller especially since you're still within a statute of limitations period right. so uh, let's assume for the sake of this discussion, that there's, it's, not, it's not something that the seller failed to do. The next thing you got to do is call your insurance company mm-hmm. and uh, make sure that you bring it to their attention. Because, again, with insurance companies, before you start spending money, you do need to get them you – know, talk to your broker first. Look at your deductible. Yep. You have, then you have to identify at least a preliminary cost – that it's going to cost to repair the problem because your next decision is going to be, do I actually tend to the claim? Do I submit it? Or do I just 
I don't just pay for it myself because yeah. what you have to look at is what your deductible is, but also how much of an increase your premiums. broker estimates it will cause yeah. in future premiums. <laughs> right. I mentioned before that uh, we had a problem in our home, and we did end up uh, we did end up tendering the claim because we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars of damage, right. and it was worth it to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but that's something that you need to do early in the process. Could you have a situation where you know you, you can't get a hold of your broker or the insurance company for whatever reason? Um, would you suggest do you take pictures and then just start fixing things if you have to? Well, you should you know definitely I mean? take pictures. What will happen is this. If you call before you even actually make the decision whether to tender the claim, the insurance company will send out a representative and they will inspect the whole situation. They will take a bunch of pictures and then they will give you an estimate of how much they think they would be willing to pay. to. Care. But if you're in a situation where you've got to do something to mitigate the damage. Right. Wouldn't you, you know what I mean? I, it depends gonna, on the situation, yeah, no, if you're gonna right? med- yeah, if you're going to do that, then you yeah. definitely want to take pictures. You want to take pictures of mm-hmm. uh, 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 as, sure. as many details. But, but that's okay. I mean, in some cases, sure. you're actually smart to go ahead and take pictures and then do start, the act, yeah, start right. acting on it because yeah. otherwise it could get yeah. worse. Yeah, you know? and the insurance company yeah. will say, look, your health is most important. Just take pictures and uh, make sure that you're – and by the way, if anybody uh, – I. I can give you personal recommendation of the people that we ended up using that were authorized. I, we got authorization from our insurance company as to who we wanted to use. As a matter of fact, they said, yeah, we use them a lot okay. ourselves. It so it's good to get them to you want to keep them in the loop on every every yeah. dollar you're spending, because if you do decide to tender, you don't want to have to hear about it after you've already spent the money that they have a problem with what yeah. you did or who you did it with. But, yeah, that's something that you should get on top of, again, ASAP. You don't, um, as you're seeing, how long ago, Mark, did uh, your did your leak happen? Um, I guess the, we first noticed it after that, that first really big batch of rainstorms that came in in February. In February. Uh, and yeah. here we are in yeah. March, early March. Yeah. So less than a month, mm-hmm. and already you're smelling it. If mm-hmm. yeah. you, the reality is that, in my experience, because we do have a fair amount of mold cases, that you would start smelling it within a matter of a couple of days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you wow. don't want to hire that construction firm, do we cheat them in how? So to make sure they're approved. Uh, I thought that was a law firm. Yeah, yeah it, it was. That's why I made it. But since we have a lawyer here, I decided to change it to a construction. Very, very diplomatic. Always trying to, that's right. Always trying to think. All right, guys, we're going to cut to our second commercial break. Before we do, I want to make a mention here for Dr. Love, L-O-E-V. And we're not talking about eHarmony type of thing. We're talking about a uh, dentist. Uh, it only takes seven seconds to make a first impression. Yes, only seven. A nice smile consistently tops survey lists as the most memorable feature when first meeting someone. That is absolutely true. Check him out, Dr. Love, L-O-E-V dot com. All right, here is our second trivia question. And when we ask this question, our, the answer, uh, excuse me, what we're going to be giving away instead of the tanning certificates. Jeff, uh, you have these two tickets that you want to give away to your symposium. Yes, we do. Which is going to be on... The 21st. Yeah, March 21st, and it is the our sixth annual Commercial Real Estate Update Trends and Networking Symposium. It's going to be in the city uh, at, um, we're doing it this year in partnership with Bernstein Global Wealth Management, and it's going to be a full day where we 
update everybody on the latest developments in the law and tax. And okay, what, okay. And those oh. tickets are. We'll, we'll get into the tickets a little bit. Let me ask okay. the question. But they're worth quite a lot. Okay. okay. What sign of the zodiac is represented by a bull? All right, eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety. For the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win those two tickets. Are way too. Well, easy. we want to get some people calling. All right, don't touch the dial. We're going to be right back. You're listening to the best of investing with your host Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM twelve twenty KDOW. You're listening to the best of investing on AM twelve twenty KDOW. Once again, your host. Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Hoff and Nam Fon. Second trivia question was, what sign of the Zodiac is represented by the bull and it's not Billy the Goat? Who is it, Mark? <laughs> well, Jeff it? obviously knew again. I don't, uh, I'm not a Zodiac, know, yeah, Zodiac Taurus? Taurus the bull. Oh, that is go. correct. So uh, what did our, our audience, what did our uh, first caller win, Jeff? Two tickets to this uh, to two, paradise. Two tickets huh? to our symposium. Again, the sixth annual commercial real estate update trends and networking symposium. And uh, if you own any real estate at all, even your home, this is something that you should attend and learn about. We're going to update you on new laws, what's going on under the new tax plan, estate planning, cannabis, cryptocurrency, blockchain. Uh, and these tickets cost ordinarily $149 yeah. a so, piece. So two tickets. And it sells out every year. It's almost 300 bucks. It's almost 350 <laughs> No, 149 Yeah. 298 Oh, wait. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> That's why you're a lawyer and I'm more <laughs> the accountant side. That's, That's right. okay. <laughs> all right. Sorry about that. That's all right. Um, I like teasing people. Yeah. Uh, we're going to update people on, on the Santa Rosa submarket. We're going to give a market update as well. Opportunity Zones, which is the biggest news in real estate, in commercial real estate. That's right. Okay, so for the people who didn't win, yeah. uh, how do they get a hold of you if they want to buy tickets? All they got to do is send me an email, jeff at lermanlaw.com. That's J-E-F-F at lerman, L-E-R-M-A-N, law.com. All right. What do you want, Mark? You wanted to ask. So we, um, Jeff, you were going to continue on. We were talking about uh, we had some uh, talking about a case study where I was actually the case study on you know what to do when things go wrong, leaks, and other problems that you might have as a homeowner. Right. And you want to continue on. You had some uh, another point you wanted to uh, so, make, Jeff. So in your situation, it's not going to be as applicable. But let's talk about it because it is an important next topic yeah. for people who find themselves in this unfortunate position. The next thing that we do as a lawyer is identify all the potential defendants or potentially responsible parties. Mm. So in your situation, we've already ruled out the seller, but that's not always the case. Then we look at the architect. Was it a design defect? The engineer, the contractor, subcontractors, the realtor, uh, the inspector from the purchase and repair oh. contractors. And those are the usual uh, suspects, as we said. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you identify all your potential damages, the cost to correct, the cost to repair, remediate the damaged property, personal injury, again, mold being the usual personal injury, mm-hmm. consequential damages, the cost of hiring consultants, experts, and your attorney's fees. So that's kind of the big overview. Let me give you a case study just to get from the uh, abstract to the more specific. We already talked about your mini case study. But we had a real situation that was a home here in Marin County 
5,000 square foot residence, and their defects included water intrusion, electrical, and HVAC heating, ventilation, air conditioning issues. And in that case, we had defendants including the architect, the contractor, the window manufacturer, a custom woodwork contractor, an HVAC contractor, first party insurance company, painting contractor, roofing contractor, oh my gosh. and multiple other insurance companies. Was this a companies. new ish home or a new home? No. It was not, but it was a home that had been redesigned and rehabbed substantially. So, yeah, I, mean, okay. yeah, I guess to, it, it, there was some new construction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, okay. there was there was enough work that had been done mm. where we were all within this. We were within the statute of limitations on all of those. Great. And so that was a, obviously a complicated case. And multiple consultant, multiple <coughs> consultants and experts were involved on behalf of multiple parties. Substantial damage claims were involved. Numerous cross claims. Everybody's suing everybody else. <laughs> pointing the finger saying, yeah. no, you did it. And that's often a, one of the biggest issues is, is it a design defect or was it a construction defect? I mean, did the architect screw up in the way they designed it or did the, ar- did the contractor screw up well, in? Well, also you have a situation where someone can claim, well, I'm only 25% at fault, oh, right? Sure, comparative. Yeah. Absolutely. Comparative, yeah. that, that, that's, that's the other issue. And uh, in this particular case, it could, it could have gone to trial. We ended up resolving it over the course of three me- uh, mediation sessions hmm. uh, without having to go to trial with a substantial recovery for the client. And so I, even though we do litigation and transactions in our office, when somebody comes to me with litigation matter, I always tell them, hey, litigation is definitely a solution, but it is usually the worst way to resolve a dispute just because it's so expensive. Yeah, and it takes and a long time. takes a long time, but, you know, the expense can really get out of control. However, in a case like this, um, mediation worked great. If it wouldn't have worked, we would have had no choice but to litigate, yeah. to, go to, yeah. to go to court. But the mediation is a great way to resolve disputes and we always uh, we always recommend it and we always include it in our contracts to make it mandatory not even something that the parties can posture over but it's still non-binding right so you you no 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 mediation no 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 mediation is it's mediation is not a situation where you have a trier of fact like a judge or a jury Render an award. It is, by definition, a dispute resolution method where the if there's a settlement, it's a settlement that is of the party's own making. So, oh yeah, then it would be binding. Because, yes, yeah, then, okay. then it would be binding. Yeah. If you walk, the only way you will walk out of a mediation with a settlement is if you approve it, by definition. Got, yeah, got Which it. a lot of people don't understand, especially people who've never been through it before. Yeah, because they, they talk about arbitration, too, and then, you know, whether the clause... Arbitration, is, there yeah. is a definite award. Yeah. And uh, it is that binding. Like that, and the yeah. the appeal, it's much more difficult to appeal an arbitration award yeah. than it is a court award. So, so, so if you... I mean, you could go to mediation and just... The parties can't agree and just oh, walk sure. away. Okay, and they may That's not agree. Well, like then I said, three. Yeah. That was three sessions of yeah. mediations. Yeah. Each one was a full day session. It took place over the course of I forget. It was at least a month. Even that gets wow. expensive too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it does get expensive, but it's still cheaper yeah. than going to court. Hmm. Gotcha. Hmm. All right. We're going to cut to another commercial break here. Uh, I want to make a mention here for Petaluma Stand Up Paddle on the Petaluma River North. Uh, they get what they call the North Reach of the San Pablo Bay. Offers you the opportunity to experience the largest preserved tidal estuary in the West Coast. Uh, the calm waters are ideal for learning to paddleboard while riding the winds and tides, sweeping views of oak-studded hills, and a skyline that reaches to Mount Tam. 
pretty awesome. Conveniently located right off of uh, Highway 101 in Petaluma. Uh, they can also choose to paddle 1.4 miles into Old Town Petaluma to explore Sonoma's other river city. Call 707-200-5520 or go to www.petalumasup. That stands for Stand Up Paddle. All right. Uh, here is our last trivia question here is how many pawns does each player have at the start of a chess game? You have to know chess in order to know that one. <laughs> I see a shaking head no on that you one. You stumped me on that one. <laughs> okay. That's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that tanning certificate. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Phan and Mark Hahn from Pacific Private Money. Uh, last trivia question was, how many pawns does each player have at the start of a chess game? Any chess players here? Ten. Eight. Eight. Oh. Okay. Well, you, were, you were close. We'll give it to you. Quick mention here for uh, this winter, San Francisco's waterfront is a playground full of hidden amusements. Alcatraz Cruises is launching winter on the waterfront. Uh, locals and visitors alike can enjoy discounted offers while engaging in some of San Francisco's most coveted attractions without crowds and lines. Check them out. www.sfwow.com. Uh, this is available until March of 2019. Probably includes all of March. Alcatraz Cruises.com. All right. Um, Mark, you want to ask Jeff? Yeah, we've been sitting with Jeff Thurman, a real estate attorney based here in Marin County, super lawyer real estate uh, attorney, Jeff Thurman. And so we've been talking legal stuff uh, so far this show. But, you know, Jeff, I've been wanting to ask you, because you are also a real estate investor, and I know that personally because we've talked about a lot of stuff that you've uh, invested in over the years that we've known you. Um, what do you like in commercial real estate investing today, given where we are in the market cycle? Um, for example, I know multifamily was the hottest of hot to invest in for the last several years, but I've gotten the impression last last maybe year or so that maybe it's gotten too hot and too many people in there, and then there's always industrial, and everything yeah. seems to have its own kind of uh, day in the sun. I, what think, do you, I think it's the industrial myself, but go ahead. Hmm. I have heard that industrial is a, a hot segment. I believe for personally uh, that... I, I still like multifamily. Always, yeah. you know, our we're part of a family office, so we have for our our family for sixty years has developed uh, not only multifamily but also office, medical office, retail, restaurant. Uh, wow, you've done it all. You know, we so we yeah we we've done it all, but multifamily has been the class that we have invested in the most mm. and we i have been investing outside california for years now just because the numbers don't work for yeah. me and my investors in california mm -hmm. so i still like multifamily. i think you know, as a as a lawyer i'm hardwired to be conservative mm. uh, but i'm also entrepreneurial so if i'm going to invest in 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 uh in real estate i'm going to always try to go the more conservative route. And how do you manage the stuff that's out of state? 
Oh, you have professional management right there. That's that's the key. You, you have, have to. to you, you have to have you, good oh, managers. Have to, yeah. Yeah. No. The yeah. You, you. I would never try to manage. My, I would not, never try to self manage something uh, across the country. I remember a number of years ago, uh, Jeff, you were putting a syndication together for like student housing that you were investing in an, in and near around like some UCs down in Southern California. You're still involved in, in that type of uh, multifamily? Uh, we have done some student housing. I like, I really like student housing. Mm. So that's, that's another, that's another great type yeah. of asset. I, I, I don't like it because I have to pay it. Potter's <laughs> <laughs> in college. That's right. We got kids in college. Well, well, so I'll there's tell a you. cash cow for uh, the other side. Let's yep. take let's take your comment and, and bring it bring it uh, home to your listeners. The uh, what we did when our daughter went to college and she went to college in Central California, San Luis Obispo, mm-hmm. Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo. Yeah. After the first years, when I was certain when we were certain that she was going to stay there, right. we said let's stop paying the dorm and yeah. let's just buy a condo there, yeah. a townhome awesome. for for her to have with roommates. That by doing that. The profit we and we still own it today, and that's oh, been yeah. seven years. We have basically sent her to college for free by doing <laughs> that. Is amazing. So any, seriously, anybody we could spend a whole show talking about about that because mm-hmm. everybody who's got a kid that is going to college should consider that option because mm-hmm. it is a great way to. And that's the thing is, if you have a responsible child, then you're not going to have this like flop house frat house. You're going to have where it's going <laughs> to be. Right. Okay, daughter, that you've got a vested interest in this. Get good roommates and kind of you know we gotta watch the place, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I like how you said you waited until the second year. You know, yeah, once the crying stopped, and I want to come home. <laughs> oh yeah, you get a lot of that in the first year. Definitely right? would have not done it the first year. <laughs> yeah. Now that's smart. And then she was well, she would have only been like in nineteen or. Twenty, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, it worked out great, and we, st- you know, again, still own it, e- and great location, and it's easiest, easiest place to rent. All Perfect, right. uh, uh, Jeff. How do people get a hold of you if they have real estate questions? They can uh, go to our website, which is realestateinvestorlaw.com, realestateinvestorlaw.com, or they can call our office at four one five four five four zero four five five. That's four one five four five four zero four five five. Send me an email at jeff at lermanlaw.com. Thank you very awesome. much for joining us. Uh, Mark, an email comes in to the station here, or to the, excuse me, to the show. It says, are banks loosening their standards to where it would be difficult for your company to find loans to fund? That's a good question. Well, so my company is Pacific Private Money, for those of you who are new listeners to The Best of Investing. And we make short-term, largely short-term real estate loans uh, throughout California. Our, our audience are people who um, might normally uh, qualify for bank financing, but uh, whatever their particular situation is, either speed or maybe they change jobs or maybe they're self-employed, and we all know it's harder to get bank financing today. Um, uh, and it remains harder to get bank financing, even though you know Dodd-Frank was five years ago passed and, and the, the yeah. banks really pulled back on their uh, lending um, uh, conditions or actually actually increased their conditions quite a bit and pulled back on their lending in general. Um, they have now that the kind of the refinance boom uh, is is over and that the refinance boom happened because the rates kept going down year after year after year and kind of bottomed out uh, a little more than a year ago. And, and as they've been trending back upward, uh, most people who could refinance their homes uh, have done so. Uh, and so banks. So when you say, you know, with banks loosening their their 
they're lending, and many of them are. They're they're looking to replace that lost revenue from the refinancing that is no longer an activity for you know mortgage brokers and 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 banks, and so they've loosened some of their lending requirements, and uh, you're starting to see stated income and other things starting to come back, but that segment of the of the um, industry doesn't really impact what we do at Pacific Private Money. So um, people typically come to us because even with loosening restrictions, banks still require certain things. You need to have a job. You need to have been at that job for X number of months. It's usually no fewer than six and sometimes up to two years. Uh, You have to have a certain amount of money in the bank. Uh, They call that uh, reserves. You uh, have to have that money in the bank for a certain period of time. That's called seasoning. So there's all of these things that that banks look at. And and it's why when many of us who are self-employed, we may have great credit scores um, and make good money, but uh, because of the nature of our um, of the way we make uh, our money, uh, it just doesn't fit in in you know all the little check off all the little squares for the bank. So the answer is no. It, it hasn't impacted our um, our deal flow in any significant way. In fact, we'd like to think that our deal flow that at Pacific Private Money is a little bit recession proof in that um, people always need financing. People are always buying real estate, no matter which direction the market's going. And uh, for that reason, you know, we think because we're here for fast, uh, low documentation financing situations, um, we we think are we, we're pretty bullish about uh, the next couple of years. Okay, of okay. we're going to continue this when we come back from the, our break. All right, stay with us. The best of investing. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Uh, Mark, you were continuing on before we had to cut you off. Right. A listener wrote an email to us uh, asking if, uh, because banks were starting to loosen their lending restrictions a bit and whether that would impact negatively the type of deal flow that companies like Pacific Private Money would have. And, and again, at Pacific Private Money were an alternative real estate finance provider, formerly called hard money. Also, some people still use that term today, but we prefer private money lender or alternative finance provider. And really, people come to us uh, generally for speed and ease. The speed part's obvious. Uh, they may be in a contract to buy real estate. They thought they had bank financing lined up, but something um, went hinky in, in the process, and they've run out of time. And they really, really, really want to close on that house. So we, we rescued deals that are in danger of collapsing by coming in with fast financing. And fast to us can be anywhere from three to five days. That's pretty fast. We yeah. prefer to have a little bit more time, but every now and again, there's a deal that is just right up our alley. And, uh, and we really like the, and oftentimes it's someone with a great credit score. In fact, our average borrower has a 720 FICO score. Amazing. So yeah, it is. We just did that analysis recently for, uh, for a potential uh, uh, lender. And so it was, um, uh, it was amazing to, to realize that you know we you know it's not like hard money 20 years ago where you were the lender of last resort and you 
charged, you know, 18% and 10 points. Like and a payday loan. Yeah, right. And it was a second on somebody's house, a rescue me type of loan. No, we really exist to, um, to be a plan B uh, when plan A, which is bank financing or conventional financing, is not an option for well, you. One of the best parts about this is the fact that, you know, you raise money from the public and pay them a really good interest rate, which is why you've been raising, on average, almost a million dollars a month. Right. That's, that's, that's exactly right. And that's the, the, the other side of the coin of our business. We, you know, at Pacific Private Money, we make money, we earn money by directing the flow of capital. We take private capital from private individuals who are looking to invest a portion of their savings and retirement accounts into higher yielding alternative real estate uh, type of investments. And so many people, in fact, who own real estate have been selling real estate over the last couple of years. They're, you know, looking at the, you know, many of them believing it's near or at the top of the market. They decide to cash in their chips and take their profits, but they still love real estate. So they've turned around and now they're lending on real estate. And so we love clients like that who have capital and understand how the real estate market works. We put their money to work by uh, lending out that capital and we lend it through our fund. And we also lend it by allowing them to uh, or or using their money for um, individual trustee notes, uh, whole notes or fractional notes. And that's where they're name is actually on the loan. So for more information on how you can uh, take advantage of the opportunity to earn, well, our fund right now, the trailing 12-month distributed yield of the Pacific Private Money Fund is 7.5%. So that's uh, that's the rate that our fund members own. Our note investors, uh, those who invest directly in notes, and that's a fairly competitive uh, field right now. We've got a lot of investors who like to compete in our in our best notes. Uh, they can earn a little bit more. You can earn 8, 8.5, sometimes even 9 percent uh, d- uh, investing directly in in notes uh, all secured by California real estate and so we uh, we make uh, we make money by uh, directing the flow of capital so for more information go to pacificprivatemoney.com that's pacificprivatemoney.com or give us a call we're here on the 415 it's 415 883 2150 and talk to one of our agents about um, a loan if you're uh, contemplating a real estate transaction or how you can earn seven and a half percent or more on your money secured by real estate. All right. Thank you very much, Mark Hoff. Jeff Lerman, thank you again for joining us. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure having you here as a guest. Absolutely. All right. We're going to cut out today. Here's our thoughts for the day. Your best teacher was your last mistake. And if you don't care where you're going, any road will get you there. Words of wisdom, right, Nam? I have no teachers. You have no teachers. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Only mistakes. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that one. Uh. All right. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast.